I just, I, I just pieced it together. Hmm? You got the Red King and the Order Knight and the Bishop. Are we going to meet a Rook anytime soon? You travel the world, you find some crazy things. This is one of them. Shed yourself and all that you are. Welcome the Maiden and she will guide you. You aren't at a dead end, Seravius. You still have options at your disposal. This revolution is a losing battle. times in my life where I consider why is Quentin? Why is Quentin? Yes. But anyway, that is for another day. Instead, welcome back, foundlings, to the Gate Chronicles. This is Chronicle 1, Chapter 73. And I swear, if we are going by books, it's like book like 100 and something. I don't know anymore. I've I stopped so counting. Books. I don't know. There's just a lot of chapters. We're just going to stick with that. There fewer books than chapters. Well, how do you know? Is every book comprised of half a chapter? That would be a terrible way <laughs> to do writing. <laughs> every book is half a chapter, but there's still like 50 pages long. Yeah. Well, anyway, as I was saying, my name is Emily. I'm your game master and host for this series podcast episode. I'm also your editor. For this series, uh, uh, yeah, no, Quentin's the one who had the other episode, like, split in half. We'll see what happens with this one. We're going into holidays, guys. It, 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 things happen. Tis chaos. Tis chaos. But anyway, today I'm joined by my one player because That's the party cool. is split. You know the number one rule of role-playing games? <laughs> we throw that out the window here. Well, they also, like, instead of just throwing things out the window, they jump into pits of coliseums during major fights. Makes for great storytelling. Uh, you know, interfere in in, uh, in execution, or try for sedition, all those kinds there, of things. There was yeah. nothing to indicate that that was an execution. Really? No. Nothing. No. Nothing at all. No. And nothing beyond the GM saying, this is an execution. Well, I, I th- it could be a hyperbolic execution. Anyway, I guess uh, my player should introduce himself. I'm Charles Smoot. Hi, everybody. I am Quentin, and I play Charles Smoot, 57-year-old biology teacher born and raised in upstate New York, currently being escorted into the secret underground compartment after mentioning that I needed to talk about that. I don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on? You're the one that asked for this. Okay, I have no idea what's going on, man. So, let's get started. The party is split. Benavir was taken to the cathedral, and Charles was permitted to obtain his things from Mrs. Potts' tavern teas before being unceremoniously shipped off, at least what the GM assumes will be unceremonious. It really depends on what Charles does. And today, we're going to focus on the events that transpire with Charles Smoot. You arrive to the tavern and tease. You have entered into this secret basement area following after Miss Franny. Serapius is accompanying you. And you will follow her down this dark set of steps, which you can tell she has this tinder twig box, which she is using to light a small lantern as she comes down. It is dark and dank down here. It does seem like the space is not often used. You can tell that it is also mostly used as a storage with food supplies for long periods of time, potentially for other members of the resistance a stowaway area. There is a bed in the corner of this room. It's probably about 20 feet by 20 feet, so it's not very big. You can see, though, that to your right as you come down and finally reach the bottom of the stairs, there is a portion of a wall which has collapsed in on itself, and you can see what looked to have been a connecting like archway to another section. But she goes over to a small table and kind of pulls it out from the wall, 
rushes off a bench before she gestures for you and Seraphis to sit down while she fixes herself another seat. All right, then. So, how may I be of service to you? Uh, that is a good question. Currently, my friends are imprisoned. They're being held hostage to manipulate me in order to do something for the Red Kingdom. Oh, oh dearie, that is quite a circumstance you've gotten yourself in. I'm very efficient. Right, I, I dare I ask you, how did this situation come to be? And with this one here? Well, we're new in town. Well, not me. Oh, well, I was using the royal we to mean me and my general associates. Travius is old in town. Oh, I know. I'm a bit uh, associated with his brother. Having just arrived, taking recommendations of where we may find more information, we, being me and my now imprisoned associates, made our way to the Coliseum. I was not in the proper headspace to witness what I saw. I see. So you went to the Coliseum? And stopped the event. Successfully. So you're the ones that interfered. Right. I may and or may not have jumped in and killed like three totas. In doing so, though, it would appear as if I have saved Seraphius' brother. In which it seems as if we have maybe swayed him to our play in some small enough way that he is willing to be here currently. She smiles at that and she looks at Seraphius. I knew we'd get you eventually. Seraphius, Antonius believes in you. Long and short is, even though I really, really, really should have just been passing through, I couldn't turn a blind eye to the atrocities being committed by the Red Kingdom. Aye, that. It is quite difficult, and I did sort of give you an instruction to observe what is to be observed. And I may have suggested you pick a side before you did anything, but it seems your side has been thoroughly picked, it would seem. I, I would say you have certainly picked a side, and you've made things relatively complicated, seeing that we had had a plan to get some of them out. Well, no one informed me of this. Well, I can't inform someone of something if I don't know where they stand, now can I? Well, now you know where I stand. Right. Like I said, I'm efficient. Maybe efficient at blundering things, but efficient nonetheless. Right. So, now we've run into the problem that while Antonius and a few of the others have survived, there are others being held within the Colosseum. But of course... Others still within the actual garrison, which we were hoping that we would get out of the city. But seeing that you have caused quite the ruckus, it's made it very difficult for our associates to try and actually enact this escape now. Well, I don't really know who there would have been to aid in their escape if I hadn't intervened with today's bout. Unfortunately, we cannot guarantee the lives of those who are already slated for execution. But we do try and step in when we're able to, so... And you haven't heard the whole story. What else did you do? We... nothing yet, but... Oh, I can't wait for you to explain this one. As I mentioned, I am actively being... What, what is the word I'm looking for here? Enlisted? Well, yeah, but like against my will because they're holding my people hostage... The point is, I am being conscripted against my will due to the fact that the Red Kingdom is holding hostages because apparently the Order Knight Revenant wants me to go to Wolf's Lodge. She sits silent for a moment and just stares at you, blinking slowly. So you're telling me that one of the Orders is directly involved with you now? I mean, yes, that is how it would seem. Oh, you have brought me quite the headache. Or quite the opportunity. No, I would say quite the headache. But we could use it as an opportunity. And what sort of opportunity are you planning? I was hoping you could tell me that. <laughs> what? She just takes her hand, 
placing it across her brow and rubbing it. What could you possibly mean by that? Of what interest are you to this order knight? From my understanding, there... all of them, you had to be involved with the Revenant. We have a understanding. Understanding under the law, or are we talking something else entirely? I would, I would lean towards the something else. The point is... Oh, oh, well, yeah, no, I really should probably throw all cards on the table here, because I, I we definitely didn't come out and parading this information when we first came in and ordered pancakes. Everyone at the table with me earlier for breakfast, which, by the way, I heard was delicious. I didn't get any. Little famished. Haven't eaten all day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Been a really long day. All of us are seekers, which is why Revenant has conscripted me because he is hoping that by manipulating me, I will be able to get him and his garrison into Wolf's Lodge to procure whatever they are attempting to extract from there for the Red King. Oh dear. All of your seekers then. Some better than others. She just looks at you confused for a moment. Oh, we, we've got this whole like ranking system, not to brag, but I'm like the highest ranked out oh, of everyone in my party. Oh, I know the ranking system relatively well. My son was a seeker at one point. Do you know what the Red King could possibly want from Wolf's Lodge? I couldn't tell you. In all honesty, although I am quite involved with this, with the resistance, I don't rightfully have all the information. We haven't been able to meet as frequently as we would like, you see. But whatever it is, I would say it's something that would either give him a great advantage in this war of his. Maybe a weapon, perhaps? Or a way to get directly to the heart of the Seekers? That's what I would assume. I mean, there are modes of transportation connecting all of the Seeker bases, but I don't know how functional these instruments are at Wolf's Lodge. Hmm. I was tasked by the Seekers to come here and destroy the facility. Though... We were kind of told to procure the means of doing so during the trip. Wasn't very well thought out by my superiors, I gotta say. No, that sounds very typical of the Seekers. It was more of a very urgent business mission, like, oh, we've got to do this before they get to it, so it's a race against the clock kind of thing. And it seems you've fallen behind a bit. Why would you jump into the Coliseum? Surprisingly, I am not yet behind on schedule as I was not supposed to catch the chartered vessel until two days from now. Right then. So, what's your current trajectory then? Well, my next course of action is entirely dependent on how this conversation goes. You mentioned that you were looking to break out some of the captives from the Coliseum. What is the timeline of this event? Well, it was going to be tonight, but that had to be scrapped entirely. I mean, I know I made a big hubbub, but, like, what could have really went wrong? The number of guards have been doubled around the area, so it made it, it, made it quite a bit more difficult for our people to get in. I heard from my sources that a prisoner already attempted an escape on his own, and, well, that caused a bit of a kerfuffle so to speak, within the Coliseum, so they're even on more alert. I can't really speak towards the actions of other individuals. You just see a Seraphius kind of like covers his mouth and turns a little bit, and you can tell he's trying to hold back a laugh. Until the noise of all of that dies down, our ability to attempt any escapes or prison breaks at this point are going to be limited. Honestly, if we could just get Jordan back involved, it'd be great. <laughs> You're but your seekers. That's right. So you uh, have you ever met John Xavier? You see, as Charles Smooth, his entire demeanor changes. The mood sours. His face becomes more stern, and it looks like his entire posture shifts. He's hunching over, staring at the ground. It is taking every fiber of his self-control to not break the nearest thing to him. And what do you know about John Xavier? Well, I've known him for a good, about, what is it, 12 years now? 
strange young man, but definitely he seems to have some struggles of his own. Hard to read at times, but I do know he knows what he's doing and he's good at what he does. I think in within your guild he's called one of those rescuers or something. You mentioned trying to get in contact with him. You have a means of doing so? I hear he should be back in town. Aye, he is back, but unfortunately he's constantly surrounded by that bishop's men. It doesn't exactly surprise me. He tries to help when he can, but it's difficult for him to get away. <laughs> he has a very funny way of showing it. She looks at you, looking at your tensed posture. There's something bothering you. You seem quite upset right now compared to what you were a moment ago. You asked if I knew John. That in of itself is quite the story, one that would take far too long. The synopsis is he was once a mentor and friend. He is no longer, as, or rather at least that relationship has been strained greatly due to the fact that the last interaction I had with John Xavier, he had a bow pointed to me and my compatriots as he kidnapped one of them and brought them here. That seems quite strange and out of character for him. I don't quite understand. He kidnapped one of your friends. Why would he do that? Trust me. If I was face to face with John Xavier, I would first throttle him. And that would be the first question I ask. She looks quite conflicted. And you can tell that she is in deep thought. Nevertheless, John is a great help when he's able to be. Might I ask you... What exactly is the relationship of you and your comrade that he kidnapped? She was family. The family that we made together. All of us were a ragtag bunch. Just trying to make it through this world, not knowing where we're going. She brought us together. And he took her from us. Who is she? Perhaps it's someone that we can help locate in the city. <laughs> If the rumors I hear are true, and if what I am assuming has occurred, I doubt you'll be able to get to her. Her name is Cece. She looks shocked. Cece, you say? Do you uh, happen to have a last name for this Cece? Cece Musfani. From my understanding, she was originally from Daisha. Oh, oh, good heavens. Cecilia. I believe, from rumors that I've heard, the Red Kingdom is in disarray as the Red King has not been seen for quite some time, and he does not have a matriarch at his side. You can see that she's covered her face now with her hands, and you can kind of hear that she's weeping a little bit. But after a moment, she wipes her tears, and you can see that she's smiling. Oh, that is... Actually, wonderful news that she is still alive. But to be back in the hands of this king is such a strange circumstance. The people have been growing discontent with their ruler. I do not know what her exact affiliation was, but if Cece was from an older, more populous-led Taisha... The king could be trying to use C.C. curry favor with the populace. Aye, that would be a smart move. Now my question is, is if John is on the side of the rebellion, why would he enable this? I can't say I rightfully know why John would do such a thing, but he has a kind heart. I'm certain he did whatever he had to for good reason. He would never give her over if he thought that she would be in any sort of danger. And the only thing I could think is that that can be possible. She just seems to hold a thought for a moment. You can see she's conflicted with this thought. The only thing that I could think is that they have someone like you. You have someone who is being held hostage to manipulate your will. Perhaps something similar is happening for John. But I cannot be certain. We lost 
a lot of good people. Back then, I lost my son. I lost my family. And I know John did as well. If you know John and Cece, and if we are in need of allies and power, do you know if Amali has been back in town again when last I saw John aided the bishop in kidnapping Cece, and Amali tore through dozens of the Red King's finest men. But in the end, he was subdued, and I have not seen him since. Oh, dear. But if we could find him, if we could free him, if we could all regather, there is not a doubt in my mind that we could face this coming storm. I've not heard anything about Amali. He was... A good friend to my son. I'm glad he's alive. Or at least, I don't know. I've not heard anything about him, though. But it breaks my heart to hear that this situation is even happening again. So, let me clarify with you. If you have been conscripted by this knight, Revenant, what is he trying to get you to do? As I mentioned, he is trying to get me... To aid a garrison of Red Guards in procuring whatever they are after at Wolf's Lodge. That's right, you did say that. You can tell she seems just so overwhelmed with all this information. You mentioned that John has been close to the bishop as of late. Bye. If there is a way, surprisingly, I actually have someone who has made their way towards him as well. One of my compatriots, uh, when last I saw him, we departed. He was headed towards the bishop as well. If I can get word to him, perhaps he, a little bit more level-headed than myself, could have a word with John, figure out what is going on. Serathius looks at you. I know you wanted me to go with you to the lodge. I don't know if I'll be able to, but if I'm not, maybe I could get a message to Vinevere. Pranny. I know you were attempting to plan a Colosseum breakout, if you would. I'm assuming it would aid your endeavor if the Order Knight Revenant was no longer within the city bounds. It would probably help a great deal if he was not anywhere near the city. But his charge is here in the city and within Taija for the most part, so it makes it difficult unless he receives an order from the king, or otherwise. He is in the east and the southern districts. Now, you see, like I said, he and I have a understanding. One might even call it some sort of a strange kinship. I know that he is an individual who does not follow rules all too keenly. Oh, really? I say he follows them very strictly. Especially if... Well, apparently, and Seraphius can vouch for this, for some reason, I tend to be the exception. Seraphius looks at you slightly confused. Oh, man, I was supposed to be probably, like, beheaded outside. And he also, like, let me come get my stuff. Were you all... Were you, were you not there for the whole conversation? You know, you could have eaten something. I just realized that, by the way. <laughs> I... It was a power move. <laughs> I was very hungry. It looked delicious. He looks at you. Technically, he has jurisdiction to do some things. Yeah, I, I don't know his position. I can't question that. I'm just saying, whatever they're after is of that much of value to them. Perhaps we can lure out some of their forces, have them overextend, and when they do, be able to make our move. Perhaps if you were to open the vault, he would have to leave so that he could procure whatever the king was looking for? Potentially. It would take time. It does, it's about a three days travel from the city by river to get to Wolf's Lodge. That means if I were to get there, fail to open the vault, after a quest aid from Revenant, send a message back and him travel back up, you're talking about well over a week. Aye, or we could try to Take care of two birds with one stone. If you're able to actually open the vault, I don't know how it all works with your seekers, but if you open the vault, 
Perhaps if we can get you some explosives, you're able to plant them around. And perhaps when Revenant goes in, boom, close off the entrance with him inside, trapping him there. Well, that certainly would be ideal, but again, my point being that it would take time. I doubt he will go on the first trip. You have no need to. But if you open the vault, I don't think he's going to let you go and pick up whatever it is. Precisely. He would want you to go and open it first. Then we can lure him in, using his travel time to set the trap. Aye. That would give us time to get the explosives ready. The problem is, we're going to be going up with a garrison of Redguard. I don't know quite their number or their strength, and I know I can only handle so many on my own, and I highly doubt Revenant would be sending me up there with someone who could not properly supervise me. Everything has to go flawlessly as according to their plan up until the point when the messenger leaves to go procure Revenant, giving him the good news. Seraphia speaks up. Then perhaps I'm the best man for that. Seeing that I've hopefully passed his test, at least with my willingness to fight my own brother, perhaps I could convince him to allow me to go with you. Then I can be the messenger. I don't think the problem is is who is the messenger to send him back. My point being is, once we get to Wolf's Lodge and we open the vault, all is going according to their plan. Someone, any number of the Red Guard, will be sent back to go fetch Revenant. But after the messenger leaves, before Revenant gets back, we have to overthrow all of the Red Guards that are watching the lodge and still plant our trap. I don't know, does the Rebellion have such a capable force that would be able to, within complete discretion, follow this garrison of Red Guards, wait until the opportune moment, and then overthrow them? I don't know anything about that. Specifically, having assassins or truly capable fighters. But I do know that there are many who are craftsmen, great at their trade, many who could make bombs and weapons. This was once a merchanting city with many great blacksmiths, some who know the craft of the blade as well as the art of wielding it, but I can't guarantee many. Zeravius, if you are truly willing to help your brother, luring out Revenant may be our best shot of getting him out of his execution sentence. If you could be sent with me, the two of us quite possibly could take on the majority of the Red Guard once the messenger has been sent. It doesn't help that we don't have much intel on how many are actually over there. Certainly not, but I'm a betting man. And perhaps, Renny, as you mentioned, they are craftsmen, and you can get us the explosives. Perhaps you could also get us some much-needed equipment, at least arm us for the task at hand. What are you looking for? Charles Smoot makes a short list of a few things that you would maybe like Freddy to look into procuring for him. All right, I'll see what I can do. We do have to make some movements discreetly, since, well, trading weapons that aren't for the Red Guard uh, might raise a few eyebrows here and there. So, I'll see what I can do here for you. But, in truth, I don't know how quickly I can get things together. I'll do my best, but with you there to help us from the inside, regardless of the outcome, I think we will strike a heavy blow to the King's plans. We might not stop this war, but we can certainly slow it. She smiles. Was there anything else that I could help you with? Well, you're never going to get an answer if you never shoot your shot. (sighs) I have been looking far longer than anything else. There is an organization. It goes by many names. While I was delving within some of the secret ruins, I was instructed to come here. The organization goes by the name Mother. Odd, peculiar, generic, mundane. I know. The name doesn't offer much insight. No one else has heard of it. But I know. It's real. Hmm. Is it just the name of someone? As in a maternal figure? Um, I've never heard of something specifically called Mother, beyond the literal sense. But... It, it used to go by another moniker. And 
an ancient one from times before the great catastrophe. It was known as Oros. And wherever you find them, Oros or Mother, all one and the same, there's always associated with it this symbol. And Charles Smith begins, like, rummaging around and grasping for paper and something to draw with. And eventually starts rudimentally drawing out and sketching the logo. Okay. Go ahead and make a seeker or check. 22 for Charles Smith. So it's a circle, like a wheel of sorts, and what, what is this little thing here? What, what is the circle exactly? Do you mean? And she draws out what looks to be like a wheel, like a wagon wheel of sorts. And around it, she draws like this serpentine-like creature. The symbol right here. Uh, this is the symbol of the Red Kingdom. Like I said, I've never heard of this thing called the Mother. The only thing that sort of makes me quizzical is um, perhaps if, if you were able to look into the temple... There's something that was recently established a few years ago. The bishop said he had a revelation about something called the Maiden. And that is sort of their new god, so to speak. You said it's affiliated with this thing called Oros, this this symbol. Uh, Perhaps you could speak with William. He might know something about that. The the robot upstairs? Aye. He knows many great things. He has a lot of knowledge from... Many, many years ago. Sometimes what he says sounds like gibberish to me, but maybe it'll make sense to you. Hopefully. Puzzle pieces are finally starting to come together, and this is quite possibly the closest I've ever been. Well, Seraphius, if we don't get going, I'm sure it'll raise a few eyebrows. I was about to say. All right. Thank you, Miss Franny. Anytime. All right. All after me. Seraphius, I'm going to write out a brief message, if you could. Pass it on to Finn. I know you're gonna drop me off at the barracks, and then you're gonna probably have to go have a word with Revenant, but if you could stop by the bishops, I know it's on the opposite side of the city, but please. I'm gonna get no sleep tonight. As Charles Smoot is making his way upstairs, following Franny. Franny does a special sort of knock on the door, and like after a few moments, you see as you hear as things are moved around, and then it's opened back up. Welcome back, Miss Franny. And he just looks at you and Seraphius as you come out. He doesn't say anything else. Guests? Right. William, I, I like the cut of your jib. Uh, he pretends that he has a little tie and he seems to adjust it. Franny told me that you might be able to make sense of this. And I kind of hold up side by side both the New Age iconography of the Red Kingdom beside the old Oros logo. Where did you get this? I drew it, because I also have experience with it. Do you know what this is? You hear this just very human kind of sigh come out of this android's voice box. I am very aware of what Oros is. Charles is caught between wanting to break down in tears, exhausted as if he is reached the summit of a mountain, but also almost wishes to leap for joy at the discovery of something that he has been looking for for well over a year. Everyone else in this entire world thinking that he's crazy. What about Pal? But Pal didn't have the information to correlate what he had experienced with now. Where it is, it seems like William is a very unique instance of an individual who, very much like Charles Smoot, has an active knowledge of both back then and the present. So it's like binding a kindred spirit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> William, I, I don't know how to express this. It's been so long. Please do not cry. It's unbecoming. Oh, it's, I've been searching for over a year. Just, I woke up one morning and one of these promise pots in a rundown facility buried underneath the ground in the dark wood. I've been trying to find my way back home. I think I read about those once. I believe it was the prototype for the first of the Ark pods. 
Yes, yes. We were the guinea pigs. I don't think we were supposed to make it, but we did. Or at least some of us did. What can you tell me what became of Oros? Is what is its affiliation to the Red Kingdom? Do you know who this mother is? You can see that he pauses for a moment and he sort of takes his hand to his chin and you can tell that he's just thinking. I don't know how much help I can be for you. I was just an engineer within their facilities during the catastrophe. You you experienced the catastrophe? Yes, among many others. However, the facility that I was in, the Elsa, failed. I was able to utilize the technology that Oros developed to upload my consciousness into this body. I figured they would need someone to help them, but I ended up being unable to leave the facility until about 12 years ago. What happened? The easiest way to explain it, the world went to shit. I got that much. There were so many things that went wrong. I don't think I can even explain it. All right, well, perhaps a conversation for another time then. What I can say is that something happened that caused the tectonic plates to shift all over again. According to the data that I was able to review, it seemed that our world went through a second Pangea. What remains of the land masses, everything else sunk, whether or not it was from radiation, asteroids and meteorites colliding with the planet, what Oros predicted to be the apocalypse. That's what they were trying to prevent, or rather protect humanity from complete extinction. But in my opinion, they got too big for their britches. Do you know if there are still any remnants of Oros still functioning? I know that some facilities may still be functioning, but from what I have gathered with some of my travels with this small seeker party, many were also in ruin. The Elsa shelters were to be utilized as colonies for humanity to regrow. And then, once the surface was temperate again, they could resurface. All right, well, yeah, well, I'm sure I will have a litany of other questions that I can think of. But right now, I'll, I haven't slept, I haven't eaten, I day is still dragging on, and I have to go, but... Yeah, you look terrible. Yeah, I, I feel pretty terrible, I gotta be honest. It's, it's not been a good day, but... I'm overjoyed to know that there is someone out there kind of like me. I didn't upload my consciousness in a robot, but... Yeah, I was better looking than you. But you're not anymore, so it, it's fine. <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing what you could. It's fine. We still have cat memes. We do still get cat memes in the future. It's amazing. He just opens up his chest and you see he pulls out like a mug... And he hands it to you. It just says, hang in there. It does, <laughs> but it's couch. also got hot chocolate in it. I really needed that. <sighs> chocolate is very difficult to obtain. You are welcome. He just turns and just starts walking away. Thank you, William. Leave the mug. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to take it with me. Also, this is really hot. I think I burned my tongue. <laughs> Charles Smoot just drinks... As much of it as he can without burning his mouth and then sets it back down. Serapius is standing off to the side. What? A lot of people go through a lot of shit, Serapius. You're not the only one who's got a complicated life. What is happening? What just happened? Okay, okay. I am from the future past. That doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. And trust me... I've been mauling it over for 365 days, and I still don't know up from down. The point is, let's just say I'm a wayward soul from a very, very distant place. And I'm just trying to get home. Much like you would do anything for your family. Everything I have done 
up until this point has been to get back to mine. So, after you depart from Mrs. Potts' tavern and teas, you are led by Serapius to the barracks of the South District. He passes you off to one of the guards there who leads you to a sort of cell room, which is more comfortable than your standard quarters that you are in. This one has a whole bucket to poop in? Well, this one does have a bed. Oh, um, that is an improvement. You are given a very stale bread roll and mm. some water. But it's basically, you are still locked in this place. However, Seraphius offers you this. You'll probably be heading out in the morning. I'll do my best to get as much authorization as I can. If I don't get any answers tonight, I might see you in a few days. Or otherwise, good luck. I appreciate it, Seraphius. Best of luck to you as well. He nods before leaving you. And then the next day comes. Dun, 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 dun. So the, the tally for what Charles Smoot has had today is half a cup of hot chocolate and a stale bread roll. You are awoken in the morning by one of these red guard. All right, come on, you. We're heading out. Uh, very well. <laughs> Lucky you, he says as you guys are starting to walk through the barracks. Yeah, I, I feel real lucky. You're right. Well, you get to go over to Wolf's Lodge. I hear that group's having a grand old time. Why is that group having a grand old time? They don't have to see any face of battle. <sighs> yeah. Trust me, we will have our own trials and tribulations. Right. So, um, speaking of things, he walks towards the stable where you can see Cerulean is just kind of standing there. And you can tell this is where he's been standing all night, where you dropped him off. Cerulean, you're such a good boy. Come here. And I, I take some feed out of my bag for him and feed him, because I'm sure they didn't really. No, they did. Oh, there, they did. There's literally just a giant stack of nice. hay, like, right in front of him. They couldn't move him, though. No, you're such a good boy. Damn, Elks. Hate these beasts. All right. So, wait. You said you lot are lucky. Where, where is the garrison that I'm departing with. Well, they're down by the river. Oh, we're taking... Okay, we're going by boat. Got it, okay. So, come on then. Need your elk. Charles Moot hops on the elk and starts... He looks up at you as you get up on the elk and he just puts his hands on his hips looking very dissatisfied. What are you doing? Riding my way there. Why? Well, what, you expect me to walk like a peasant? The streets are far too busy for you to be riding that through there. Oh, it's not going to be any easier to walk him through there. Just come down. Make me. Charles <laughs> just starts walking the elk to the river. Do you even know where the river is? No. <laughs> Hold on a second. You can't say I'm walking to the river. <laughs> he just starts walking. Get his, makes Cerulean start walking in a straight line. You're going the wrong way. Well, well point and tell me which way is the right way. He just rubs his temple and he, like, motions for one of the other, like, lower-ranking guards to bring him a mount. It's a smaller mount. It's literally, um... You get a terror bird? No, they don't have a terror bird here. Um, Those were up in Rayland. Okay. But they do have an Aquinthian. So he just grabs an Aquinthian and starts riding it through. Are those also cold-blooded? Wouldn't that also be a warm-blooded cold? You know, I did not... It's a warm-blooded snake horse, okay? Yeah. It's more horse than it is snake. Yeah, it just... It just has a forked tongue and weird feet. And three eyes. And three eyes. And a tail that's snake-like. We're not going to think about it too much. Yeah, all right. We begin making our way. Yeah. So he leads you back down towards the docks, but then you hang farther to the left where you see that there are some smaller river boats. You are led to this boat where you can see there are at least three other Red Guard on it. Uh, mostly carry... The boat looks like it's mostly carrying supplies for the lodge, but you are instructed to get onto the boat. They are a little wary about Cerulean getting on, but they do get him on there. Don't worry, he's got great sea lights, not his first rodeo. He gets on the boat and you see him like wobbling. The boat kind of starts shaking a little bit. Well, I said he's got great sea legs. Not that your boat was very elk-legged. Uh-huh. So, your boat begins its way. It's just me and three Redguard? You and three Redguard. 
Okay. Yeah. I would make casual conversation with these individuals as we're making our way up, trying to gauge what we're getting ourselves into, what the state of things at Wolf's Lodge are, trying to discreetly... You and discreet are not I know, I know. We're not the best pairing. Um, So you're going to be making a diplomacy. Yeah, I'm trying to, without causing any alarm, gauge the strength of the forces at Wolf's Lodge. Okay. Just asking them, just like, you know, how many people there? What's it like? Like, oh, these rations and supplies. That's a lot of food. How long would that last? Kind of thing. Sure, sure, sure. Go ahead and roll your diplomacy with deception. You said diplomacy. Yeah, but you're also lying. Oh, God. You're making me roll twice? I can only roll high so many times. Apparently, I can roll high as many times as I want. 25 for Charles Smith's deception and a 20 for Charles Smith's diplomacy. They seem hesitant to share a lot of information with you. They eye you warily, being hesitant to answer many of your questions, except for this one younger guy who kind of just seems to like you. Really specifically, he likes your elk. So he's just like... nice elk. Yeah, he's just petting your elk. Oh, yeah. So, um... From what I heard, there's about 20 of us guys up there. 20? Okay. Oh, so, so we're just doing like a, a restocking thing? Yeah, yeah. For food and rations and everything? Yeah, yeah. And I'm trading out with one of the guys. And Calvin over there is also trading out. So is... Oh, okay. So we're just, we're just trading out. Yeah, yeah, we're just doing a trade out. So so what's been going... Home for the holidays, you know. Oh, except we're not home for the holidays. Well, they'll be home for the holidays. They, they get to be. Yeah. We just all drew the short straw. Yeah, but I get paid better if I'm working holiday That's shift. true. You do get time and a half, I hear. That's how it used to work. Not my profession. I get a free turkey, at least. Oh, that is pretty grand. Oh, that's pretty good. And dental. Oh, I do hear that you have great dental. One of the perks. So I don't know how much you all have been informed about what I'm doing here. I don't know. Who are you? Ah, Charles Smoke. All right, Pippin. Great handshake you have there, Pippin. You, your hand dwarfs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So what is the state of things at Wolf's Lodge? Why do you have a need for a rotating garrison to be present? Well, it is in the Mildwood. So things come out at night if you're not careful. And uh, he looks at you. Yeah, there's things and stuff. Uh, yeah, things and stuff. Very scary. Yeah. I don't know if I should be telling you anymore. If I'm going to have to fight things and stuff, I would like to know what kind of things there are. Uh, typical ghouls and um, whatnot. You don't usually usually see those unless you're in the dark wood. Right, so we're in the mild wood, so... Right, but they sometimes will wander out into the mild wood. You know, I hear a lot of talk about these things, but, like, I haven't really seen that many in all, like, reality. Do you venture into the forest that often? I mean, like, you know... Tuesdays. Uh, when, when's a Tuesday? Ah, this is not the point. Anyway, so, um, but, but why is this location, then, if it is even remotely dangerous, so important? I feel like you're trying to trick me into answering your questions at this I, point. I feel like I re- rolled high enough to be able to get some answers. You got some answers already. Listen, I can't do my job if I don't know what I'm walking into. Well, you look like you have big muscles. You're either going to punch things or you're going to try and dig. Dig? Dig. There's a lot of digging going on. Oh, yeah. You got to get into the vault. Duh. We've got to dig there? Duh. I've never needed to dig a day in my life. Well, you might this time in two days. Oh, well, I I guess I better relax and enjoy myself while I can. Right. So, the three days pass by relatively slowly with... Little to keep you company beyond these three young red guard chumps and Cerulean, who is mostly just munching on all of your food items and eating you out of house and home right now. The day before you arrived, however, you may note that there were two villages that you passed by. They were on opposite sides of the river, and you think that they could be good meeting spots if you were to need one. But now, on this third day, you can see several miles up the river there's a large wooden cabin on the left side and you can see nearby to the right of it is a waterfall which feeds into a lake at the base of the sheer cliff on which this cabin is sitting. Strangely though your boat makes dock along the river at this point where you're just seeing the cabin from this angle and you're instructed to get out Sure. And you find you have to make a six-hour trek 
up part of this mountain. Actually, it's not even a mountain. Up, up this part of the forest. I got an elk. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is just suckers. Yeah. Everyone else is just suckers, but your elk is being used to help carry yeah. a lot of things. For sure. See? You were making fun of it when it was on the boat, but now that it's carrying your stuff, it's kind of nice, isn't it? It's very nice. Very nice. Very nice. So we begin making our way to Wolf's Lodge. You do. When you finally break through the forest to the top of the cliff, you see there's a myriad of tents that are stationed all over the area. It appears that this is now a Red Guard encampment, but... The distinct sounds of metal piercing the earth fills your ears. Multiple red guard appear to be digging in various spots. The landscape is just overturned by their careless prodding. It reminds you of sort of like an archaeological dig site, but with people who have no idea what they're doing and have no idea what they're looking for. But beyond all of that... The lodge stands in all of its grandeur. Smaller than Lamb's Respite, certainly, but it is a tall building, proud. With at least three stories, it is perched near the edge of the cliff overlooking the lake. And you can see a carved wooden statue of a wolf standing sentry at its entryway, which sits splayed open. Its steps covered in large dark stains that have been absorbed by the stone. And I think that is where we're going to end off this week's episode of the Gate Chronicles. But yeah, congratulations. I made it! You made it! Woo! And then, thank you, foundlings, for listening to this week's episode. We're so glad that you joined us, and we hope that you'll continue to follow along with this series as we pop back over next next week with Finnevere to see what's going on with him. Because, you know, time skips and all that. There's a reason why we can't delve too far in. So, we do want to give a big thank you and shout out to Michael Gelfi of Michael Gelfi Studios, Monument Studios, Epidemic Sounds, and anything from Artlist that we use. We always want to thank them because they do have amazing ambiance and music that you can also use. Just go ahead and check those links out in the description below. And I guess then we'll see you next next week on another episode of The Gate Chronicles. Bye, guys! Bye-bye!